Oregon, went into Utah, and absolutely slaughtered the Utes. Man, the Utes had a long home winning streak going into this one. Oregon made light work of them. Elsewhere, there was uh, like a really frantic, you know, maybe a last of its kind Pac-12 nonsense game between USC and Cal that went down to the wire. Washington looking bad against a poor opponent, uh, but surviving. We're going to talk about all that more on this week's Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Well, you work all week on trying to identify who the eligible receivers are. This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick this week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. And this is going to be a hopefully very quick episode uh, I understand you are home uh, by yourself, uh, single parenting. Uh, I am on vacation in Florida right now, uh, and that's why we're getting this thing up late, and it is very late where I'm recording. So, yeah, hopefully nice and fast. That's right. I just saw that my three-year-old, who should be asleep, just talked the dog into coming into his room and has now slammed the door on the dog. The dog is now trapped in his room. <laughs> All right. Big trouble for the dog. <laughs> That's a tough break. You shouldn't have, you fell for that one. All right, let's talk about some football. All right, uh, let's start it off. Oregon and Utah, uh, big game, like kind of a, like a Pac-12 championship game eliminator. Both of these teams with one conference loss coming in. Second one's going to put you uh, potentially two games off the conference leader in this game. Uh, Oregon had looked like the better team so far this season, but Utah still only had the one loss, and they looked, you know. I mean, Utah at home is going to be a problem for anybody. But Oregon, I mean, just looking as good as they've looked all season. I mean, this was a really credible Utah team, and Oregon just dispatched them. I mean, this was a game day was there. Crowd was up for it. Uh, Oregon uh, put them to bed early and uh, smothered them with a pillow. That's the facts, man. I mean, I know Utah's got a lot of injuries, but – they did. Their offense was so anemic and so terrible. Um, it's just a real. I mean, in Oregon's going to score points. If you can't score touchdowns to match their touchdowns, you're going to fall behind, and that's exactly what happened to Utah. Down 14-3 after the first quarter. Down 21-6 at halftime. Game ends 35-6. Just never going to get back in it. Uh, you know, Utah just can't withstand the number of injuries that they have, and even when they're healthy on offense, they're not always the most dynamic squad. So bad matchup for them and they got blown out in their own uh, stadium yeah and you know to make matters you know worse or just kind of as bad as they actually were is that like Oregon like it didn't really even look like you know they, they weren't relying on anything spectacular to get points it looked very easy for them on their scores yeah no this was a blowout like an old old timey blowout yeah all right uh next up let's go Arizona and Oregon State um the hey, you know nationwide is more than an insurance show goes oh, yeah. on. They're one of America's what is going on? Yeah, financial services company. Could we get that in a song? No, that was like, the first time this ever happened. Oh, I got one. I, I, the Buffalo Wild Wings ad just started on my computer, dude. I wonder if this is like I wonder if that's illegal in Tacoma where I normally record because that has not been a problem for me all year. <laughs> and now all of a sudden I'm elsewhere and uh, it's a big deal. So, anyway, so shout out to uh, Brad Pitt and Peyton Manning for their inaugural appearance on the show. 
Um, yeah, so Arizona uh, and Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State also, they only had one loss in the conference coming in, right? Uh, and they're going against this Arizona team that uh, has really stacked up performances now for like a month now, uh, losing uh, close to Washington, losing even closer to USC, uh, and then getting the blowout over the Cougs, and then uh, playing a very good game, a very competitive game against uh, Oregon State. I mean, and this was, uh, you know, touch and go, but Arizona, unlike against USC and Washington, they find a way to get the W here. Noah Fafita looking good. Um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, Arizona firmly on the up. Yeah, Noah Fafita is the quarterback now. Jaden Delora was healthy for this game, did not play. Uh, Arizona's got got their guy. He's a He's a freshman, looks good. Uh, tough, tough to go down to the desert, as we've talked about, before, you know, many times before. Oregon State learned that lesson, and you know, not much you can do when you go down there. You got to bring your A game. Oregon State just didn't quite have the horses. I mean, they played all right, scored twenty four points, but Arizona's on a roll right now and, and looking, you know, very much like a. Uh, they've got two losses in the conference, but otherwise looking very much like a, uh, a contender at this point. Yeah, I mean, they lost a game at home to Washington, who's the first-place team in the conference, and they lost close on the road to USC. It's like you can excuse that. They still have games coming up against Colorado and an improving Arizona State team, but they only need one more game to get bowl eligible. And this is like Arizona was one of those programs where it's like, you know, you're hearing all the right things coming out of their camp that, you know, oh, we're poised, we're making progress and stuff like that, but it was getting to be time to start seeing it. Uh, and we're seeing it, you know. I mean, it's, it's yeah. like an accelerated version of what Jonathan Smith did at Oregon State. They were, like, becoming a very competent outfit. Yep, yeah, 100%. And they're a young team, too, so future is bright. Yep. Uh, we're never playing them again. Go to the Big 12. Um, <laughs> how about UCLA and Colorado? Uh, Colorado uh, bloomed firmly off the rose at this point. They were 1-3 uh, and three in the conference. Coming we love in. They left this game 1-4. and four. Um, about the only thing you could say for them is that they covered. 17-point spread. They only lost by 12. Yeah, I mean, and I think what's uh, – they covered in this game, but, like, to find that cover, I mean, required – uh, they didn't turn the ball over at all. They turned over UCLA three times, you know, and like still UCLA was like not in danger. Yeah, one by 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, for the second week in a row for UCLA, uh, the Garber show. Um, and I guess, you know, I mean, I, I thought, I guess last week that Chip Kelly had overreacted to the Dante Moore turnovers against Utah. Uh, in Oregon State, but you know, I guess they just decided Garbers is the guy now, and he's you know, I mean, ten yards in attempts. What can, what more can you ask for? And that's it. That's all you can do. They won the game by twelve. On to the next. All right. Um, USC and Cal. What a football game, man. I mean, uh, you know, for for years upon years upon years, I've been saying, what's the problem? Cal cannot score. They're onto their third string quarterback, this Francisco Mendoza. What a name. Uh, in this game, Cal was explosive on offense. I mean, Jaden Ott was just, I mean, he had long touchdown runs. He had 21 carries for 153 yards. Fernando Mendoza was running like some read option stuff with him, and he w- actually was a dangerous runner in this game, uh, in addition to, you know, putting a lot of stress on USC's defense. Now, admittedly, USC's defense is not the, you know, greatest in the world. And then on the Flip side, so I mean, Cal scoring points, right? And the flip side, 
USC, uh, Caleb Williams, I mean, had a, a, a small little handful of throws in this game that were unreal, like in terms of the windows he's dropping footballs into. Um, there's a reason this guy won the Heisman Trophy last year. Uh, but what it comes down to in this game for me is like you look at like Cal in for a period was up two scores in the fourth quarter of this game. They should have won. I mean, I think they, I think it's fair to say they should have won the game. Yeah, I mean, Cal scored to go up forty-three to twenty-nine, and on their last possessions, they go punt, fumble. Lose the ball on downs, and USC's touchdown, touchdown, you know, like, get back. USC gets back a lead because Cal's turning the ball over so much. Um, and then Cal goes down and scores a touchdown, and, I've, uh, you know, I, one of the drums I've been banging all year is, like, when you're the dog and you score go late, for two. go for two. Well, all right. Cal did they it. Did. They lost. They didn't work. They lost. It didn't work. Yeah. Now, I will enough. say I've yeah. been saying when you're a road dog and Cal was at home, but I don't mind the decision at all. Who cares? You know what I mean? I don't mind the decision. Cal's not going anywhere this year. Losing to USC by one is no big deal in the overall scheme of their conference, like their their season. But if they had beaten USC by one, it would have made their whole seat. You know what I mean? It's like there's no downside. Everyone expected you to lose anyways. If you win, it's a huge thing. They're going to tear down the goalposts. I mean, go for it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, uh, but I mean, what a what a terrible example of game closing by Cal. I mean, they just could not hang on to the ball uh, when they had that multiple score lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, so uh, disappointing for everybody who wants to see USC lose, uh, which we do. Yeah. All right. Uh, Washington State, Oregon State, uh, or excuse me, Washington State, Arizona State. The hot. Uh, Arizona State, a team that you know, I mean, they they were they were one and six coming into this game, but you know they played Washington really tough a couple weeks ago. They've been kind of looking a little bit better. Um, what WSU going the other way? They got thwomped by Arizona, and then uh, a couple weeks ago, and then I think they lost. Yeah, you know, I mean, they got beat by a couple of scores by Oregon, which was always going to happen. But now make that – Cougs started 4-0. This is four losses in a row for them. They lost against Arizona State, 38-27, to uh, ultimately uh, comfortable in the end for Arizona State. Yeah, the other drum that we've been banging all year long is that you don't – bad things happen in the desert. Yep. And uh, WSU found out about that, just like everybody else is finding out about that, um, you know. And they, yeah, they, like you said, blooms off the rose. They're in big trouble. Um, yeah. You know, they, they are in a, a all out uh, fight right now for bowl eligibility. Um, and uh, they just can't, you know, can't get anything right. And, you know, ASU has looked okay at times, but it's also hasn't really put it together. You know, I mean, Dillingham's 32 and, you know, he's got a lot on his plate and youngest, you know, coach in power five and all this in, you know, so you, you could see, glimpses of him looking better at times but this is really his first like good win i would say and, he, and you know who knows how good of a win it is but you know going into the game wc's favored by almost a touchdown and uh you know coming out of it asu gets the dub you know really really good outcome for them 
Yeah, and I will say for WSU that their next three games are home against Stanford at Cal and home against Colorado. So, like, they need two wins to get bowl eligible. They've got uh, shots at that in the next three weeks. Um, lastly, how about uh, – that was all the games, right, except for Washington and Stanford? Yeah, I think so. We talked right. about Utah. We talked about Cal. We talked about UCLA, Arizona State. Yep. And uh, we talked about the – the uh, Beavers losing down in the desert. Yep, we did. Um, so now, Washington and Stanford. Uh, Washington ends up winning this game 42-33. to 33. This game was uh, a frustrating watch because it seemed like a lot of time, at least from where I was sitting, that Washington had opportunities to kind of put this thing away earlier than they did. Um, kept letting Stanford hang around. The big culprits being late in the game, Washington had two red zone turnovers. I mean, this game could very easily, you know, Washington could have very easily scored 56 points in this game, you know. Uh, The problem for Washington is that they're giving up 33 to Stanford, uh, and the fact that they didn't score 56 meant that there were moments late where you're like, wait a second, is this a game? Uh, It doesn't turn out to be a game. Washington wins by a couple scores, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, one of the things we've been saying is, like, just survive. A lot being made uh, nationally because uh, one of the downsides of being in the CFP conversation is that, like, that all of a sudden it's no longer about whether or not you won the game. It's about the manner in which it happened. Uh, And a lot being made of Washington's poor performances the last two weeks against Arizona State and Stanford. Yeah, I mean, you saw it with USC for a couple weeks where they were sort of like, begging for it you know and and eventually they got thwomped when utah came into the coliseum yeah um same thing's happening to washington right now they're getting away with it but it's not sustainable right they they had turnovers in the red zone against oregon they had turnovers in the red zone against arizona state they had two turnovers in the red zone against stanford they had turnovers in the red zone against oregon last year um they've won all those games with all those turnovers in the red zone yeah like you can't keep doing that. That's not always going to work out in your favor. Um, Washington should have probably – I mean, Stanford dropped an absolute gimme fourth down conversion. Um, absolute gimme. Yeah. That that would have really, really put this game in a different light. Um, uh, this was, this, as you said, a frustrating game. And I think, you know, there's there's – information coming out afterwards that Penix was sick and they're banged up on defense and this, that, and the other thing, I, you know, fair enough. But like we said, we watched USC screw around for a couple of weeks and then they ran into Utah and got, got punched in the mouth and lost. And I think Washington right now is begging for that. Um, if they don't, if they don't really change their execution here shortly, this week is going to be the end of their undefeated season. Yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, to me, when I've been watching watching Washington the last couple of weeks, I'm watching a team that is uh, not not confident. You know, I mean, and you think back to the way both of Kalen DeBoer's seasons started. Like the first four games, you're like, "My God, we can't be stopped." You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're, we're yeah. throwing the ball thirty yards down the field to receivers who are somehow completely and utterly uncovered, right? Uh, and then you just become so confident. And then when that got knocked off last year against Arizona State and UCLA, Washington lost a couple games. And it, it, it maybe it was nice for them to kind of like 
you know, okay, now he can be under the radar again. And then they go run off every single game left on their schedule and end up finishing in the top 10 in the country. So if you want to compare it to last year, it's not dissimilar. I mean, there's been a two-week stretch here where Washington has not played their best football. The only difference is this season they've managed to win both of those games. Uh, And then you can take heart in the fact that the offense did come back last year, you know. Uh, Like, they did, you know, we're like, hey, we're good again. You know, maybe we're not as good as we were when we were playing Michigan State. And then, like, you know, it was just like score at will. But, you know, we ended up still being very competent. Uh, so that's the only positive I can put on it. Otherwise, I mean, I think you're exactly right. Washington's kind of playing around like they're begging to lose a game. Uh, and they're, you know, uh, going into a run of games against teams that will very happily beat them. They will. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm just interested. I'm hopeful that the the confidence can come back. I mean, that's like the the biggest thing to me is that, like, it's, you know, it's fine margins when you get to this top level, can't lose, have to win impressively. Uh, and uh, belief is, to me, like one of, the, one of the most important things in sports. Like you have to think that what you're going to do is w- going to work, and when you get knocked off that and get some evidence that, like, wait, maybe we're not as good as we think we are, like it, it, it takes a lot of mental strength to kind of, you know, circle the wagons and kind of, you know, focus on your strengths and get yourself thinking that you are the best version of yourself. I agree. All right. Uh, how are we doing picks last week? We all did bad. We should forget about this week and move on. We all went two and four, basically. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's start off. we got a new week of action. Um, Arizona State and Utah on the Pac-12 Network. We've got resurgent Arizona State-Utah team that can't score. Utah is our 10.5-point favorites. They're at home. They're going to get right. Arizona State coming off a big win. I'm taking Arizona State to get inside the number. I think Utah's going to beat them handily, but by like eight. For Utah, that's handily. I'll take a bounce back for Utah and take them to cover. All right. Uh, Oregon and Cal, 24 and a half. I liked what I saw from Cal's offense. Oh, I'm on Cal on this. Yeah, I mean, I think Oregon – Oregon's feeling itself right now. They're six in the college football playoff. Um, you know, Cal Cal's going to run that that read option. I think they they found something on offense. I mean, I think Oregon's going to win this game. Like again, twenty points, but they could win forty-eight to twenty-eight and they're and not cover. So um, I'm going to take Cal just strictly on the cover, not not to threaten Oregon and Eugene. Yeah, I mean, I would say if this game was at Cal, it would be like a little trappy, but. Uh... I think that Otson is going to keep it safe for Oregon. But, yeah, I like Cal getting inside this number. Yep. Uh, Stanford and Washington State, all of a sudden we got a game that Washington State needs. Stanford's offense uh, has looked better. I mean, they had that explosion against Colorado. Uh, and then, you know, they put up 33 against Washington. Um, WSU are 13-point favorites. Uh, WSU's offense rebounded from the Arizona game. You know, I mean, they, like, looked okay against Arizona State. Cam Ward threw some gorgeous passes, you know, and they got a little, you know, at least in spots, had some, like, hitters uh, for big run plays. So, like, let's – I'm willing to throw out that Arizona game from an offensive standpoint for Washington State. Um, th- this is a, a humongous football game for WSU that's going to be, like, you know, probably in front of, like, 19,000 people. Um, 
But yeah, uh, I'm going to back the Cougs on this one, but I I don't mind a Stanford pick at all. Stanford's going to cover this. Uh, they might win. Oh, they Stanford can scored win. last. Stanford's scored the last couple weeks, and WSU's hit or miss. I I got Stanford covering this all day. All right. Next up, we got Oregon State and Colorado. Oregon State are thirteen and a half point favorites on the road against Colorado. Uh, Deion Sanders, you know, is like reality is set in. Talking about like he's just like my line is deficient, basically. Yeah, it's not what you want to hear when you actually need that line to play a couple more games. Uh, they're gonna hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Oregon State in this to to bounce back from last week. They're gonna put up. I think they're gonna put a whooping on Colorado. I've I think the same. Yeah, I think Oregon State. I mean. The, they haven't been the most electric on offense, but they have an idea what they're doing, you know? I mean, and they, it, you know, and with the way the season has gone for Arizona, if you go down there and lose by a field goal, that's How not How do you like, know if I've been naughty or not? You didn't play he terrible. everything. You know? Everything? Yeah. No, I've been, I've been on, I've been on the, uh, on the, the underdog on all these big uh, lines this week, but I think this one is a safe one for Oregon State. All right, UCLA and Arizona. UCLA are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Arizona. Wrong team's favored. Yep, I agree with that. Wrong team's favored. They give me Arizona. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that they're a good football team. All day long. All right, and that leaves us with one game left to pick, and that is Washington Huskies against USC. Big uh, ABC game, 4.30 p.m. We're flying back in, but I'll be back in plenty of time to see that game. Um... The dogs are three-point favorites on the road. Uh, this is, you know, Washington reeling a little bit, albeit still undefeated, but a couple of lackluster performances against Arizona State and Stanford. USC squeaked out a win against Cal uh, like they squeaked out a win against Arizona. Uh, I mean, USC still sitting there with one conference loss very much in the mix. This is a game that's going to have conference title participation implications certainly um and i mean you know the rules say that we pick washington uh we're going to need to see a different washington wash i mean the the best version of washington 2023 is better than the best version of usc uh this is a game that you know washington doesn't win in la frequently uh and usc is certainly good enough to beat them they do win in LA frequently. I I, heard, I read something that like between like the the beginning of the conference in 2010, it was like for 50 years they had won in LA like three times, and then from 2010 to present they've won in LA three times. Um, just pretty amazing. Think about it. Yeah. I I I'm yeah. We're gonna pick this game for UW because that's the required rules of the pot. UW has been begging for a loss and. Unless, as you said, an entirely different. I loved your analogy about last year, two weeks, bad games, and then they show up. You know, they turn, they right the ship. That if that's a Kalen DeBoer uh, thing, and they show up more confident um, this year, and they they execute better. I think I think what you can argue on behalf of Washington is that I mean USC's defense is is legitimately terrible. Yes. Um, Alex Grinch is getting fired. He knows he's getting fired. Uh, Lincoln Riley knows he has to fire him. Everybody who plays defense for USC knows their their defensive coordinator is getting fired. Um, that's what's going to happen. And so there's there's nothing that if if Washington plays good offense, there's nothing that's going to stop them from scoring lots of points. The question is, can they stop Caleb Williams a few times? Um, giving up 33 points to Stanford would suggest no, they cannot. 
Um, they, you know, they, well, they, I guess they didn't give up 33, right? Or they gave up 20, whatever. Giving up points to Stanford the way they did would suggest that Caleb Williams is going to have a field day. Um, I, I, I will not be surprised if we're sitting here down two scores in the fourth quarter and Washington loses by double digits. I won't be that surprised if Washington wins by double digits. I, I am totally flummoxed by this game going into it. Um, I would not bet this or get within 100 miles of betting this if I was in Vegas this weekend. Yeah, I mean, th- another positive thing you can say potentially for Washington in this game is that, like, you know, a good team finds a way to get up for every week. You can understand if you're talking about a group of kids after the, uh, you know, like Everest-like high emotionally of the Oregon game playing against two teams that are renowned Terrible. as bad as maybe not being as gassed up to play. We're going to get a Washington team that is ready to go from jump in this game. You know what I mean? Like, it's always a big deal when you're playing USC. Washington has a lot of, you know, kids on the team that, you know, probably, you know, have a point to prove about why weren't they recruited by USC. Um, yeah. Uh, and in addition to that, you know, what you know, which is always the case, uh, what makes it potentially better is that Washington also has a lot of players on the team who are projected to be first-day NFL draft picks. Yeah, I mean, the spotlight's going to be on this weekend. Like you said, it's a 4.30 ABC game. It's it's the whole country's going to be watching this one. Uh, so you show up with your A game. If Washington shows up with the game they brought to the Oregon game, they're going to win this game handily. Uh, could also see them losing it. So we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. All right. Uh, that is for this week's episode of Eligible Receivers. For Eric, I'm Warren. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week.